0: Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers,
1: a podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday. I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always
0: hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week.
1: Uh, they just brought a couple coolers. Mm. Uh, <laughs> We're here today with...
2: I'm Josh Coletto. I work with the company Heirloom Fire. I'm a part of the Chef Consortium, and mostly I just do freelance
3: pop-ups and things like that. And? Michael Lappi. I'm with the Chefs Consortium, and I also teach at SUNY Cobleskill doing meat processing and farm
1: the table. Great. So um, my first question about pop-ups is they've been so popular from pop-up art galleries to pop-up restaurants. Uh, Why do you think that this day and age, everyone just loves pop-up things.
2: I think it's a good way for someone who wouldn't necessarily have the means to start a restaurant, to start an art gallery, to just jump in there and talk to someone, build a relationship with someone that has a space, and then you know put up a little money to create something. There's You don't need much to do a pop-up.
3: It's completely spontaneous. It's like you have a bare canvas and you can bring anything to it seasonality you can bring you know from base blocks and build it up to anything you want it to be and then walk away
1: Well it's probably good for collaboration too because if somebody has a space or and then you're bringing the Absolutely, food yeah. or somebody yeah. can play music that kind of thing
0: Is this like an internet age thing or did this exist
2: before the internet? It's existed before the internet for sure, you know like the same way that people would have found out about a like a punk show or something like that, where it's you know you get a flyer on the street and you see that someone's doing an event. Um, in the age of the internet, you know, I remember I lived in Oregon, and people would do them they'd post their location on Twitter a couple of days before and then you'd have to find it. yeah, um, so they definitely make it even more spontaneous than it would have been at that point. this like geocaching food edition.
0: more or less so are you always looking for new places
2: yeah absolutely I love to just set up anywhere where there's a stove Uh, sometimes if there's not a stove we'll build a fire right in the ground and just cook a bunch of food and serve it to people and let everyone kind of get together and have a good time and eat whatever we're making which is you know going to be seasonal it's going to be good and it's going to be fun
1: And do you think that this whole pop-up restaurant thing is, it's basically like mini events, right? And they're happening based around a theme, a season, whatever it is. Um, Do you, would you consider yourself almost like having a franchise of pop-up events or would you think of it in a different way? Like, for example, I guess, would it be, do you think of yourself as this one entity that does a bunch of different events or do you think more of, more of each event separately.
2: Generally there' will be like how I've done them is there'll be like a series um, at times. So I did the rock and roll brunch at the low beat and there was 25 rock and roll brunches. So it was always gonna be this format that I did. you know I would do five different menu items. they were always different. there'd be a few like appetizers on there. There'd be different cocktails there'd be whatever and that was different every time and but it was still the same format you know you could expect the same price point you could expect everything like that um this one that we have on sunday or had on sunday is the second in a series of family style meals where people can come to a table and they'll expect that there's going to be wine beer liquor included or whatever you you know we are serving at that time and you can come. You can sit down. We'll serve you platters of food. Everyone's going to share. You're going to sit w- with a bunch of people that you don't know, and you're going to have to make conversation or sit there and just <laughs> eat quietly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just sit and eat quietly. Don't speak. Don't speak to anyone. Just come in, sit. No, yeah. I don't think anyone would actually do that. But the, especially that's after a, cool a couple
2: drinks, they they usually <laughs> the whole table kind of gets louder as the night progresses.
1: Well, that's why you got to have the booze included, right? Yeah, absolutely. That that makes
2: a big difference for sure.
1: It reminds me of an episode of a show that I binged from time to time when everyone was sitting around one table and they were like... "So I think the name of the restaurant was like 21 Chairs or 12 Chairs or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember right now. I think it was Portlandia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that make sense.
2: <laughs> now, is
0: there like a certain amount of people you cap it at or is it just whoever shows up?
3: Depending on the space, you know, uh, spatial limits where if it, you could fit, say... 200 people in a spot you just have to plan more yeah for it's you know someone's you know barn that they want to have an event and then that you'd probably go to 30 40 people
0: so i want to ask about the bannerman island one because that's a very cool location yeah. and how did that come to be and what's it like cooking in the middle of the hudson
3: pretty awesome <laughs> we've done it for seven years now and to take a ferry onto Bannerman Island and you, you see this castle as you're yeah. approaching and you have to hike everything up to the top of the castle and, to, and then to prepare the dinner is just, it's a climactic day and like, like I was saying, you get to the end of the day and you're on the dock and the sun's going down and you're waiting for the ferry and it's just kind of like, I can't, I, we did this, you know? Yeah,
0: it's Sweet. a good
2: feeling you don't have every day. And, yeah. You know, you have to have everything you need with you because there's no like running out (laughs) anywhere because like, you know, the boat is gone and you're sitting there on this island and you have what you have. So
0: preparation is key for something like that. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. For pop-ups in general, preparation is you know, when you don't have access to a full kitchen like a restaurant you can't just grab something and replace it. You have nothing to replace it. So it's very important to plan out.
1: So Having said that now, I, my next question has to do with, you know, are you always prepared or has there ever been a time where you've forgotten something and had to make it work and it just ended up working out perfectly? Oh yeah. Plenty
2: of times. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell
1: us about one of those?
2: I definitely at rock and roll brunches. You know, I've forgotten something or, you know, I can't think of any particular ones except for maybe I had burnt something. Um, (laughs) In the oven because I would get there, you know, at 530 in the morning and I was dead tired stumbling around trying to, you know, drink some coffee and putting stuff in the oven, getting ready. And then this whole menu item would be forgot in the oven and then it would be (laughs) scorched. And then I would have to figure out, well, am I going to scrap this item or am I going to replace it with something just on the fly, figuring out whatever. And, you know, you figure it out, you make it work.
1: Well, everybody loved it. <laughs> yeah, it
2: was good. Not, Speaking no. of that, the scrambled
0: eggs I had at that, I still remember. <laughs> they were made. Is there some special way you cook them, or are they just...
2: just You know, it's just really good eggs. You just okay. got to get, you know...
3: He And he loves the eggs. I, lo- I, lo- <laughs> I love the eggs. I can you tell.
2: You, you try eggs from a bunch of different farms whenever you're out, and you find the ones that you really like, and then you use those because... You know, that's the farmer that does it the way you like, and they're the ones that feed the chickens what comes out in the eggs that you want, and then you give that to other people to spread the word.
0: Yeah, that was amazing. They were great.
1: (laughs) Good eggs are good eggs. I'm an egg person, too, and they're just, they look different. The color is different. They
2: stand up tall, and they're shiny and beautiful.
1: They're full of love.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something I never thought I would figure out in a rock and roll brunch, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, i have a question another thing you talked about on the program doesn't have to do with pop-ups but i had my first tamale a couple weeks ago and yeah it was amazing um down by hudson how would you go about is there any special way to make them or any difference between them or is there just like one tamale way you do it
3: i would say ingredient is key like using the best corn product that you could find using the best fillings that you could find and Normally that goes to save for anything is like if you're using the best of the best product, it's gonna shine through.
0: So you're
2: saying I haven't had my best tamale yet?
0: Most likely. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. I don't
3: know, you may have. I mean the
2: best tamale might be the one that you make because yeah, that's true. it's yeah. what is in you know, cooking seasonally will always like yield a better product too, so you won't you know the dried corn is a beautiful thing for the tamale that if you process it and you turn it into your masa that to make the tamale and you have some like really good like pork lard and you mix that with that, that's gonna be so much better already than anything you get anywhere because you're having the corn from the field that was down the street and you're having the lard from the pig that someone raised and you're putting a filling in it, whether it's vegetables or meat or anything and you cook it together, it just tastes beautiful and it tastes <laughs> of the area that you're in.
0: Yeah. What's the season for them?
2: Tamales are pretty cool because you can do them anytime because people will grow the corn and then dry it and then it's available gotcha. year round.
0: Something people ask for all the time, no matter what time of
2: year it is. I mean, yeah, everyone likes tamales. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, like,
1: something I it's like tacos. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. You could always you can make a taco year round if you really wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Just style it differently, you know. Yeah. Seasonally, exactly. Seasonal Might have to change
0: Taco Tuesday to Tamale Tuesday in our house. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Why not? Change it up a little bit. So, what is the experience like for you guys during the pop up? Because you're cooking the whole time, right?
3: Yeah, so you're not yeah.
0: like out there with the people. So, how is it? How are you seeing how it's going? Is it You see the plates come back empty, or is there some other way you're checking out how people are doing?
3: Yeah, that's an indication of how things are doing, but you can tell by the energy of the table. You look out there, and your people are enjoying themselves, and you can see that they're all engaging in different conversations, and having a good time, it's pretty visible, and people will take time to come back and talk to you just because it's that kind of a personal event. Mm -hmm.
2: And, you know, it depends on the the kind of pop-up, too, Mm because you know, sometimes they're family style and they're platters and sometimes people order off a menu. So you're just, it's like working a line in a restaurant. So, you know, you'll be able to, when it's like a restaurant style, you know, the servers will tell you, hey, this person really liked this or you'll see. And then with the family style and platters, you know, people will, they'll make eye contact with you. They'll smile. You can watch them. You know, it's, it's really nice.
0: And how long does it take you to get it like into the feel of it when you're in a new space cooking?
3: That's a good question. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you, just, you, you just learn to adapt to any a new space.
2: Yeah, you do it. You just go in yeah. there and you just make food and you, you're just used to being uncomfortable and you make it work.
0: <laughs> so it doesn't get like easier. It's just a different experience every time. You just kind of do it you I think, that, I think, I
3: think that's one can. of the most the special thing about it is that it's so spontaneous. Like You're going in, in this whole other environment and you're going to make something happen and you're going to do it any way you can.
1: So do you think that's the fun of it?
3: I think, yeah. Yeah? The fact that that we don't have a lease or we don't have a a mortgage payment (laughs) and we can go in there and pick out the best food that we ever could source and put it in and feed it to people and and have it really just energy.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's not... We don't make a lot of money from doing pop-ups. You know, you don't make much, but it's more about the experience and a lot of times it'll be like friends of ours that will be there sitting at the table or people we know and you you're it's you know it's like having a dinner party but you don't have to front the whole bill for it. <laughs> and you get to right. just cook these things that you know that you really love and serve them to people and show them like how great they are
1: do you think that as time has progressed and you've done more and more of these that your um, When it comes to your style of of putting together dishes and creating recipes and creating, you know, menus, do you think that in your experience things have gotten easier? So now it's like, okay, well, maybe it used to take you an hour to do this, and now you can kind of put it together in 30 minutes or 25 minutes and kind of have a vision faster because you've just done it so many times.
2: Usually, you know, you'll think of, uh, like, at least when I do it, I'll think of a general idea, And then I'll just kind of kick it around. Or, like with this one, Cena Familiar, I had a farmer text me and say, Hey, we're sending a boar to the slaughterhouse. Do you want any of this? And then I was like, Okay, yeah, I'll take the leg. And then from there, I had no idea what to do with this leg. (laughs) But, you know, I talked to Michael and we kind of just brainstormed back and forth and we kind of came up with a plan and a menu just based on that. And, you know, from there it just, you know, it snowballs. We get one idea and then there's another and then there's a theme and then it, like, kind of comes together and you have the plan.
1: So it's kind of different. It's unique every time. Every
2: time. You know, Rock and Roll Brunch was over there. It was like, hey, I have played music my whole life and I like Howard who owns the place, so why don't I do a brunch around those two things because it's a rock venue. I mean, Bannerman's Island is, you know, we're going to get a bunch of chefs together and put a a bunch of tables up on this crazy island and feed people (laughs) like that in and of itself is a theme. You know, you don't really need much more than that.
1: Well, yeah, if you have food and good drinks and good music, it's the makings of a wonderful time.
0: So is there a space you want to do it
3: in that you haven't yet? I I was always, I've always wanted to do something completely outside, like, you know, a state park or something, just kind of like take over for the day.
0: That'd be nice. There's plenty of options around, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, or like, I would like to do it in like an alley in Troy, like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) uh, if I could get away with like the health code stuff, I would definitely do it. But, you know, just anywhere. So, what what
0: is the process you go through with these spaces? Do you like brainstorm an idea and then find out who to talk to to see
2: if it would work? Usually just comes with the relationships that I have and then, you know, asking. And, you know, some people will ask us at this point, Do you want to do something here? And we'll say, That's Sure, nice. let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: nice when it goes both ways and you don't have to constantly be looking and asking all the time.
1: Yeah. I just think they're so cool that it would be silly not to be able to have one if you if you have the space to do one or if you're in a parallel industry and you just want to have people come over and maybe it's like an open house for something something just opened up and you have a pop-up restaurant like that just seems perfect just goes hand in hand Yeah.
0: yeah all right so you guys have any funny stories to end us on
2: Michael's always got some funny
3: stories to
1: tell <laughs> Well,
3: for the Bannerman Island, for instance, this is not really that funny, but I went there and I started prepping food and my son was like, Dad, I want to do this. And basically he stepped in front of me on the cutting board. He's 12 years old. And he did this whole, he did plating for 90 people doing a cheese course and cut things better than i could see like i've seen professionals cut things and did it all by himself and i kind of just stood back and observed and that was like this breakthrough moment it's like this kid he's he's got really good skills and he loves loves this too
0: so you're gonna bring him along on uh, more uh adventures i think so (laughs) i bet he would love that next time like i don't want to do it like no no you're you're cutting get over there i'm gonna stay home you (laughs) you go son (laughs) Well, we'll keep an eye out for uh, upcoming Pop-Up Restaurants. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thank you. For sure. Thanks for
1: having
2: us.
0: That was Capital Region chefs Josh Coletto and Michael Lappi talking to us about Pop-Up Restaurants.
1: This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jim Laboulis. Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood. Food
0: Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge.